everybody. Welcome to episode 40 of Therapy Thoughts with Lindsay. And for another week here, we've got Randy Cash way over there in computer land, and he's got a whole studio set up behind him, it looks like. Hi, yeah, I have the uh, lights back there. You can see them, right? I just didn't have anywhere else to put them. There's so much stuff in there. <laughs> you got like Mickey Mouse ears is what it looks I like. I do, right? Look. There you go. Yep. <laughs> That's Fun, hilarious. Right? Um, no, I mean, I feel like we've been doing this like remote recording for a bit now. I feel like we've right. kind of got into a groove at least a little bit. I know eventually yeah. we're going to go back to live recording in person, but you know, for now this is working. Hey, it's working, man. It's, it is. It, it, it works. Is. Yeah. Can you see the kitty through behind the thing over there? Oh my gosh, <laughs> I can. Oh, that's hilarious. He's just sleeping so peacefully up I, there. I just noticed him when I looked up at the computer screen to make sure Wait, I was on the right camera. How did I not see him at first? He blends in with his surroundings. He does. Yeah. How are you holding up over there? Well, uh, yeah, I'm doing okay. It's been, I mean, understandably, I think the, the world we live in is just very, um, very intense right now, you know, and um, on top of that, I'm also dealing with my own sick cat. And so, you know, it's, it's one of those things we get very attached to those yeah. little furry creatures that we bring into our lives. And I've had my cat for 15 years, almost, it'll be 15 years, the 4th of July weekend. Mm -hmm. And it's just hard to imagine not having him in my life. And so last week with everything going on in the world and wanting to be respectful of not, you know, uh, getting in the way of other voices that really needed to be heard that weren't mine. Mm -hmm. Um, and then also kind of dealing with some personal stuff. We just sort of took the week off and said, you know, we'll, we'll revamp, you know, for episode 40 and, and come back and, you know, kind of hit the ground running it. I feel like there's a lot of really important conversations. And, you know, I always talk about courageous conversation and the importance of listening, really listening to what someone is telling you when they are sharing something about their experience. And I feel like we're seeing a like a really large scale version of courageous conversation going on right now. And although it's, I think, an important and needed and, and good thing, I think it also brings up a lot of emotional angst and unrest and unsettledness for a lot of people. And so I've been trying over these last, I think we're on day like 13 or 14 since everything started with the protesting. Um, we might even be further along than that now. It might even be like in the 16 or 17. I'm not sure. I've lost track of the day mm -hmm. count. But Regardless of that, I have been really trying to, you know, continue to educate on these important topics of how to have courageous conversations. You know, what happens when you don't agree with somebody 100% on a topic? You know, is there a way to still have healthy dialogue without it devolving into name calling and anger and rage to the point where now you're, you know, unfriending someone or, you know, splitting up, you know, dynamics of a, you know, a family unit or something. I mean, I've definitely had people coming at me being like, what do I do? How do I respond to my aunt, my cousin, my brother, my uncle, whoever it may be that doesn't agree with me. And I'm not going to say it's easy. It's it's not. I'm never going to lie to you and tell you that it's easy to sit in courageous, difficult conversations and not feel uncomfortable. But what if that's part of what we need to do? What if that's part of what we're kind of being called to do is to sit with that uncomfortability to try and figure out 
how to change the dynamic going forward. I really feel like that's the gold standard of what we're trying to achieve. Yeah, I agree. I I would say, man, stop, take a deep breath, and just listen and try to see things from the other person's perspective. That's what I try to do in my life, dude. I try to take everything in from all perspectives, you know, everybody's side. That's where the, the truth and the honesty is, in my opinion. You know, everybody's got a side somewhere in the middle. That's mm-hmm. where you'll find the answer. That's just what I think anyway. And then no, I get that. you can stop and say, does this need to be said now? Does it need to be said by me? <laughs> no, that's actually, yes. Yeah. I mean, I feel like as much as I'm talking about things, you know, in our recent podcast and in my upcoming workshop related to romantic relationships and communication and, and struggles that come up in those kind of ways, all of those tools could really be applied to what's going on right now, you know? Even though I took off the podcast last week, I did still publish my blog. And that one was all about how to choose your response, you know, and and exactly what you just said. If someone says something that you don't agree with or that really brings up a lot of emotional feeling for you, there may very well be something that you need or want to say at some point, but you don't have to just emotionally react in the moment that you get emotionally hooked or emotionally triggered, right? Like that's probably yeah. not going to be your best because you're likely to say something or, you know, pick the wrong word or say something that, you know, is hurtful to someone else just simply because you're reacting emotionally versus pausing taking a bit of a step back, take a deep breath, take the day off, whatever it is you need to do. I don't mean the day off from like work and stuff. I mean, take the day off from that interaction, you know, get some perspective on it and then ask yourself, how do I really want to respond to this situation or to this person or to this comment or whatever it may be? Um, It's going to happen. That when we have the difficult conversations, not only are difficult emotions going to bubble up to the surface, but if we can lean into those feelings, those emotions with curiosity, it also could give us a much you know, deeper view and understanding yep. of where maybe we need to do some of our own work. You know, anytime we feel like we're being emotionally reactive to something, we can choose to just react or we can get really exquisitely curious about what does that bring up for us? And then we can do the hard work and, 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 you know, the important but hard work to figure it out. You know, that's where growth happens. That's where, you know, movement forward occurs. Yeah. We said last episode, episode before I said something about like how we're not taught to process these deep emotions you know Mm -hmm. you're taught to process like anger and happiness and but none of the other stuff that's in between and that's where everything lies is in between Mm -hmm. you know and if you we don't take the time i don't think because we fall into patterns and things that we're taught and we don't really Mm -hmm. i don't think take the time to really explore Mm -hmm. how we really feel because we're Mm -hmm. popping back into what we're taught and things that you know we think we're supposed to be doing instead of just stopping taking a deep breath and explore how you really feel about something right and then let's say that you explore how you really feel about something and you still have a differing opinion than someone else i firmly 1000 percent believe that it is possible to have conversations where we don't agree on every detail right i'm not even sure that that is a a, a possible goal to achieve where everyone agrees on everything all the time 
And I'm right. not even sure that we would want it to be that way. You know, I, I posted something on my own personal Facebook. It's been probably a good two weeks ago now. And it brought up some, some emotion for people, you know, either agreeing or disagreeing with what I was saying. And again, I can only speak to it from my own point of view, you know, and I grew up in a really small town in the South and I definitely saw examples of racial injustice and racism on display from time to time. I don't want to say it was every day because I really tried to surround myself with more open minded people, but that doesn't mean that I didn't see it happen. And my own experience of moving to a larger area like St. Louis and not only, you know, developing a much wider net of people that I associate with, but also just getting to see how different people in different areas than where I'm from operate and live and exist. And, you know, so I had to confront a lot of those things and just, you know, internally in my own therapy, be like, you know, what is this about? You know, what, what did, what did I learn? What about that? Do I actually agree with, you know, what things were modeled in my general presence and how do I do the work to overcome that? And then I also think going into the field of therapy and having clients that would come in and talk about their experience, it did give me like a firsthand view almost of what someone else's struggle is like. And so I think it was really healing for me to be able to sit with people in that difficulty and to not only, you know, validate their experience, but to use empathy to really try and put myself in their shoes to imagine what life has been like for them, not through my lens, but through theirs. And that was what my blog on this past Monday was about. It was, you know, we talked about choose your response the week before this this very pr- past Monday was on empathy and that it is possible for us to develop a much deeper understanding of someone else's experience if we are able to pause and just imagine what life has been like or is like or an experience has been like or is like for someone that's not us. And I'm not saying that's easy, right? Empathy is a skill Mm -hmm. that we can work to develop, that we can, you know, continue to practice and learn how to implement, but it's a very necessary element of these courageous conversations and of, you know, any movement that we see go on in the world. We have to be able to put ourselves in someone else's shoes, even if for a short time, to imagine what it is they might be experiencing. Yeah, because we've all like seen things that, you know, probably not good. And Mm -hmm. the important thing is, I would say, to uh, recognize, okay, that's not cool. We can't do that. And next time when you see something, stand up, maybe try to do better Mm -hmm. next time and acknowledge what you your past and what you've seen. And Mm -hmm. just uh, like I said, try to do better next time. Again, my 20s, dude, my life was all about me, me, me. (laughs) <laughs> All I could see in my life were the blinders that were me, me, me. And eventually somebody kind of turned me on to, yeah, you know, you might want to start thinking about somebody other than yourself. And it's been a, mm-hmm. I'm 50 now. Wow. So yeah, 30 years into this and I'm still working on it every day, every single oh, day. Yeah. And, you know, I think we all have our, that initial emotional reaction that bubbles up, you know, and a lot of times it's going to be informed by our own kind of selfish opinions about, well, what, what's, what about me? You know, what, what's my view on the world? And although that might be human nature, 
And that doesn't mean that that's going to get us the most like forward moving growth and progress, right? It's like the more that we can work to rescript that stuff and figure out, you know, well, where does this come from? Why is this coming up for me? How can I stand up and be a force for change? How can I be one voice amongst many that are moving in a direction of changing that, you know, that dynamic, changing that, that undercurrent of what we've always, or, you know, unfortunately have been force fed to believe is quote unquote normal. And I think it is, it's, we're in the middle of a lot of growth and transition and nothing about change is easy. You know, change right. is freaking hard. And not only is it hard, I, I did a live video on Facebook not that long ago. And I said, you know, it's almost like growing pains, you know, nothing about change feels good. The process of change can be brutal. I mean, it can feel awful and it can bring up a lot of ugly, icky, ick, ick, ick stuff. I mean, it just can, you know, but if we can learn to sit with that icky, and start to rescript things and really use elements like empathy to understand where someone else is coming from, we're going to be able to start making some lasting change. And that really is where the, the key lies, is how can we start to put ourselves in someone else's shoes and think about something bigger than ourselves and not just how it affects me right here today in this moment, but how is this going to affect a future generation? How is this going to affect, you know, my kids or my friends' kids or my kids' kids or whatever? You know, how, how can I start to look at it through a much broader, bigger lens? Yeah, um, I always say people never want to admit that they've been wrong, you know, mm -hmm. and mm -hmm. sometimes when you acknowledge something, you need to acknowledge something like we're acknowledging now that's going on and acknowledge that it needs to be changed. And mm -hmm. Sometimes, you know, deep inside, you might know that, but you just don't want to admit that you're wrong. It's okay to admit that yeah. you're wrong. I just want to say it because I do it every day. I'm wrong every day. And the more <laughs> I, trust me, and the, the more I acknowledge it and try to change it, you know, the easier it gets. Yeah. And I, I love that you can say that, you know, I don't pretend to have all the answers and I know that at times I have said the wrong thing or done the wrong thing or, you know, repeated something that maybe I grew up hearing and didn't even realize the implications of it, right? Like I will call myself on my own stuff because if I'm not willing to model that, then why would I expect someone that follows me to model that, you know? But at the same time, I've been really surprised at the number of people that have reached out and told me, you know, not only are you having the hard conversations, but you're also trying to understand where people are coming from if they don't agree with you. And I've had a few friends of mine go, I'm not at that level yet. It's really hard for me when someone disagrees with me or says something that I find really offensive. It's hard for me to sit with them and go, okay, tell me more about your experience. And I want to make space for all the voices that need to show up to show up because if we can't have those hard conversations, then nothing is going to get moved forward, you know? Mm -hmm. um, another piece, and this is probably as political as you're going to hear me get, but, you know, this, this argument of, you know, Black Lives Matter versus people that want to say, well, all lives matter. And it's sort of this, like, no-brainer in my head that wants to say, okay, yes, we, nobody is disagreeing with you that all lives matter, right? Like, that is, that is a given. Yes, life is precious. Everyone's life should matter, but I've seen some really good illustrations that have said until 
all lives really do seem to matter, we can't use that argument, right? We can't use the argument of all lives matter if it seems like, well, some lives are being left out of the all. And I saw an illustration actually this morning before we started recording that was like, it would be no different if, you know, you walk up to your significant other and you say, you know, well, do you love me? And they say, well, I love everyone. Okay. That is not like the answer, right? Right. That's not going to give you comfort in that moment. And it's the same kind of idea that if we generalize something by generalizing it and saying, well, all lives matter, it then sort of takes the emphasis off of the current conversation of what needs to be focused yes. on, right? And yes. so that's what I'm trying to say is that, you know, you you can have any number of opinions and they all do matter, but we have to make sure that we're having like the, the appropriate conversations at the appropriate times, you know, and that we're not dismissing or invalidating or diminishing someone's own experience simply because we don't understand it. Right. That is not the answer to go, Oh, I don't get you. So I'm going to just dismiss you as unimportant. That's not okay. All lives have to be equal first. And then we can talk about all lives matter. Absolutely. And, you know, everyone gets to have their opinion about what it means for their life to matter. But we also can't invalidate someone else's experience when they don't feel like their life matters. And so that's really the key of empathy is just being able to say, okay, what is it? Then your experience that is not, you know, not fair to you, not equal, not not treating you with the respect that you deserve just as a human being. And how can I do better? But that is also the key. We don't necessarily want to look at our black friends, our black brothers and sisters, however you want to view that and go, okay, educate me. Right. Right. It is on us to also be able to show up at the table, willing to do our own research, willing to, you know, read about things that have happened to educate ourselves so that we're now not looking at someone who feels already oppressed and go, Hey, can you tell me about your oppression? Cause that's also not using yeah. empathy. That's basically asking them, whoever, whoever the them is in this equation to educate us on their experience. And that's not yeah. fair to them either. So we're, we're finding a lot or trying to figure out how to find a balance. And that's why it feels messy. You know, this, this whole thing of change, it's, it's not easy. And the more that we can keep having the tough conversations and the more that we can all continue to hold space for those that don't feel heard and listened to, the more we're going to move forward. But as a really good friend of mine said earlier this week, there's a good likelihood that even those of us that mean very well with what we're doing, we're still going to probably mess up. Mm. We're still going to, you know, hit a moment where we don't say the right thing, or maybe we haven't thought about something from the right perspective. And that's simply the reason is because our perspective is informed by our own experiences. And when we're trying to develop empathy, putting yourself in someone else's shoes is not always easy because you haven't lived their experience. So it's hard sometimes to know exactly if you get it or not. Mm -hmm. And if you don't get it, that doesn't mean you stop trying. That doesn't mean that you go, oh, I messed up. I'm going to shut up now. No, silence is acceptance, right? We, We don't want that. But at the same time, we want to develop the ability to continue having the tough conversation. So it's very layered. And it, there's a yeah. lot of emotion involved. So, oh boy, it's heavy, you know. But yeah. I just felt like if I'm going to use this platform to continue talking about relationships, well, yes, the, the romantic ones matter. But right now we're talking about just, you know, social relationships and 
the, the way our society, you know, treats different people. You know, we all mess up every mm-hmm. day. Mm-hmm. The three things mm-hmm. I say most every day are the word dude, the word man, and oh, I'm sorry, my bad. <laughs> yeah. Just, uh, recognize it, man, and just try to do better. Sure. It's hard. It's really hard. All the stuff yeah. we talk about, like I always say, you know, we're just phony, happy people. No, dude, it's work. Mm-hmm. I work my tail off every day to try to be the very best person that I can be. Because it's real easy to flip somebody off in traffic and call them bad names when, you yeah. know, they cut me in traffic. Yeah. It's hard sometimes to just go, oh, whatever, go ahead, get away. Right. Just let them go. Or like let it go. whatever they needed to get to was probably right. more important than whatever I got going on, you know, and and it's about trying to give people the benefit of the doubt on some level too, you know, that everyone is showing up at their best. And if we don't agree with something, it doesn't mean that they are less than. It doesn't mean that they aren't doing the best job they can possibly do. It just may not line up with our version of best that day. But to judge one is better than the other or less than the other, that's not solving anything either, you know? And so I feel like this is, you know... There are a lot of conversations that still need to occur, you know, and and I'm not going to stop talking about it. And I am going to continue to try and hold space for people that I do and don't agree with, because I also feel like if I look at people I don't agree with and I go, well, I don't agree with you, so I'm done with you. Well, now I've lost the ability to communicate with that person also. Because I feel like that's how we learn. You know, if someone doesn't agree with me and I offer a perspective that maybe they've never thought about before. That could lead to their own growth and development. Same way, if someone has an experience that I haven't had and they offer me some insight into that, it's really up to me at that point to see how does that fit into what I already know? How can I use whatever info that is giving me to better understand the world around me and to then make sure that my life is congruent with what I want it to look like, you know? And so I think it's important for us to be able to find ways to hold space for, for everyone in a way that we can continue to have these conversations while not diminishing the current conversation around the Black Lives Matter movement and not diminishing that by saying, oh, well, you know, all lives matter. Because again, no one's saying that they don't, but we've got to get everybody on an equal footing, on an equal yeah. playing field before we can go back to that drawing board and try and understand it differently. Yeah, if you hang out and talk to this people that only share your views you're never going to learn anything you're never going to find any answers to anything you're just going to have this dogmatic view that a lot of people already have and i feel we have enough of that in the world you learn things i learn more by talking with people that Mm -hmm. don't believe the same things that i believe and you can still be friends with them i have some friends that i hang out with i definitely don't agree with where they're coming from politically Mm -hmm. or religiously or whatever and vice versa but we still get along we work together and Everything's mm-hmm. fine. You, it, it is possible to do these things. I'm saying it. it is. It so is. And but it's hard. You know, it's not easy. Nobody said sitting with someone you disagree with is easy. But yet that's where we do learn and we grow. You know, I love the fact that I have so many differing opinions and voices that even I have on like my Facebook. Right. I decided a number of years ago when I first started doing media stuff that I was going to just kind of accept everyone at the table and be open to, you know, points of view that were different than mine. And I feel like that alone has allowed me to grow and develop and and understand perspectives on a much deeper level than if all I had was people that agree exactly like I do on every topic, you know? 
And so, yeah, I feel like I could sit here and beat this horse all day. And, you know, maybe at some point we should come back and continue to have this conversation because I don't think it's as simple as one podcast can solve, you know, nor do I say I have all of the answers, but I am open to hearing different points of view of how we come to those answers. And I am definitely able to validate that the experiences of someone are valid And if we can just learn to, you know, kind of practice that empathy skill a little bit more every day, we're going to see the growth that we need. But the process of that may not be pretty and it might be very hard, but it's worth it. It's the old saying, if you want respect, you give respect. You want empathy, you might want to learn how to give it as well. I love that. Yes, absolutely. So that being said, I will say that, yes, next Monday is when my uh, relationship communication workshop officially launches. I'm sort of letting it roll out in whatever form it can at this point, because I know there are bigger things in the world going on. And so it will be available. I will continue to post about it and share about it. There will be a link um, to sign up for the waiting list in the description of this podcast. And you can also follow any of my social media platforms to get more info about that. Um, actually, social media wise, where can people find you, Randy? On the Instagrams at our cash comedy, throwing out all, right. all that funny stuff. All that funny stuff. And then you can go to lindsaywalden.com to really find like any details about past blogs, past podcasts, sign up for the workshop, reach out to me if you have questions or things that are on your mind. All of that can happen there. On Facebook, I'm at Lindsay Walden Consulting and at Lindsay Walden Therapy. On Instagram, it's at this is Lindsay Walden. On Pinterest, it's Therapy Thoughts. And on TikTok, it's at this is Lindsay Walden. So plenty of places for you to follow along with everything I've got going on. As always, Mr. Cash, thank you so much for Welcome. doing this episode with me. And in the kind of diverged from our norm, I felt like it needed to be said. So thank you for having the tough conversations. Welcome. Awesome. All right, everybody out there listening, stay safe, and we will be back next week with more.